0: Welcome to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you are ready to find your inner magic, develop great habits, and a rock-steady mindset to feel confident, comfortable, and fit in your body, you are in the right place. I am Kim Barnes-Jefferson, and I'll be giving you weekly doses of health, fitness, and life tips sprinkled with humor and real talk. If you're ready to be consistent without the stress of perfection, magic makers, it's time to slip into your favorite pair of PJs, grab some coffee, kick back, and listen to today's show. And here is this week's iTunes review. It comes to you from Dub by V. She writes, I love the podcast. You speak your mind and you don't sugarcoat anything. I love your energy and your good spirit. Oh, that just fills my heart. You don't even understand how much I enjoy these reviews. So please, if you feel the need, please go to iTunes or wherever you watch, watch Listen to this podcast. Do me a favor and hit me up with a five-star review. I absolutely love them. They mean the world to me and I will read it on my podcast. So, thank you so much dub by V. It does mean the world to me. Okay, magic makers. I want to talk today about alcohol. And, you know, I I want to say I get this conversation um, you know, people People ask me all the time, Kim, what do you think about alcohol? What do you think? And so, I'm gonna give you my thoughts today. So, what do I think about alcohol? I really want to focus on the over forty woman, all right? Because chances are, most of us um, have had a drink or two. <laughs> Maybe you're having a drink while you're listening to me right now. I don't know, but you know, many of you wonder what are the effects of alcohol, and why sometimes they seem that you can't bounce back like we did back in the day. You know, I remember being able to like go out and have a big night and get up the next morning. And, you know, I might feel a little slow, but by noontime, I was like, I was good. I was right to go. And now uh, that just doesn't happen for me as much. And so, one of the big things is that as we age, you know, we go, we undergo a variety of physiological changes. And that is going to impact. The way our organs metabolize alcohol, you know, especially our liver and our stomach, and so the alcohol may linger in our system for a longer periods of time, making us feel hungover for longer periods of time. And so, let me just kind of like let's just back up and say how what exactly is happening. I'm not going to give you a biochemistry uh, lesson, but let's first just talk about like what happens. So I have. A drink. I digest it. My body it's, it's it's a toxin. It is a straight up toxin. There's no there's no there's no um medicinal use for alcohol. I know some people are like, well, um researches I could have a glass of red wine and it's wonderful. But let's just be honest, when they say the glass of red wine, it's about a six ounce glass of wine. I've seen some of your cabinet girlfriends and you ain't drinking six ounces, right? You know, um, I was just recently at um, a restaurant and they're like, do you want six ounces or do you want nine ounces? How many people do you think said six? Right. Most people said nine. So th- that's that's step number one. Why you know, and then many of you you know might that one glass might lead to two. And I know for me that was a big thing for me. I when I was competing, I would stop drinking for six months because I was never that girl, and I didn't think I could ever come to this place where I am right now. But I was never that girl who could have just one. I'm like, well, if you had one, why would you have twenty? Like I just I, that the thought process there never really occurred to me. So I want you to think to yourself. um you know, think about like, are you, you know, who you are as a drinker. So how, what, what alcohol does, let me get back to that. So I take a drink, it goes, I drink it, my body, um, digests it. And my stomach's like, hmm, I don't know what this is. So I'm going to send it to the liver. The liver is like, I don't know what this is. So it immediately sends it to fat storage. Cause it's like, I know this is a toxin. And so every other digestive process is going to shut down until your liver is like, we got to get rid of this toxin. Ladies over 40, are you ready to crush your health and fitness goals this summer? Are you tired of questioning whether you are doing enough, even when the scale isn't moving? Do you long for simplicity in your health and fitness routines? Are you struggling to create structure and consistency around your workouts and in your nutrition? Well, you are not alone. So many women over 40 face these challenges, especially with life's busy schedules. But fear not, I have the perfect solution for you. Introducing Operation Consistency. It is the 66 day challenge I've designed to help you change your approach to health and fitness. Say goodbye to the doubts and worries about staying on track. Operation Consistency has your back. But That's not all. I have developed these comprehensive guides, checklists, along with weekly emails that are really going to help you stay on track and make serious progress. We all know the importance of developing lifelong habits, but I will provide you with the tools that will help you to succeed. And if you're looking for that extra push this summer, Operation Consistency has you covered. It provides you with encouragement, accountability, and customized resources tailored to your needs. So with my support, you will have the confidence to overcome any obstacle to reach your health goals this summer and beyond. Operation Consistency makes it easy to live a healthy life as well as convenient. I've designed it to be so seamless that it will already fit into your busy lifestyle. So say goodbye to those rigid diets and meal plans and the endless list of wishes, coulds, and should'ves. It's time to embrace sustainability. How do you integrate health and fitness effortlessly into your life? So if this is what you've been waiting for, Join Operation Consistency. We start on Monday, June 26th. So don't let anything hold you back. Check the show notes for the link today. And so it gets broken down into a chemical called acetate, right? So that's what alcohol turns into. That yummy glass of red wine you had turns into acetate after you drink it. So then when I drink that acetate and I am someone who works out, my body is going to burn that first. It is a fuel source. It's in, so it's in my fat and my body, my body is when it prioritizes burning the fat, it's going to be like, Oh, I'm going to burn that alcohol because it's easy, right? Your body is always looking for the path of least resistance. And, you know, I'm going to age myself here, but many of us are in the same age group that I am. Um, Back in the day, there was a big thing about flaming shots and, You would set, you know, Bacardi 151 on fire and do do a shot of it. Well, that is acetate. It's like Bacardi 151. You set that on fire. It is so quick and easy to burn that your body's like, oh, I love it. I can burn this all night long. Now, here comes the sad part. If I'm someone who's trying to lose weight and I'm like, why can't I lose the weight? I want you to ask yourself, how many drinks are you having? Because if I am drinking daily, my body is focusing primarily on burning off that acetate. It's trying to get rid of the that as soon as it possibly can. And for many people, it can take, sorry, but not sorry. It could take anywhere from 48 hours to four days to get rid of that alcohol. Alcohol that acetate, depending on how much you drink. And so um, uh, a recent study has suggested, um, and in my alcohol, uh, my, I have an alcohol guide that I'll attach to this podcast. In my alcohol guide, um, there is a study that talks about binge drinking and what they consider binge drinking. And binge drinking is about four drinks in one sitting. So that's really, I want you to think about, You know, is that a Saturday night for you? And if that is, it's going to take me to about Wednesday, Thursday to burn off that those that acetate so that it can finally start to tap into any excess fat I might have. So if you're someone who is trying to lose weight, I want you to start to think about, huh, huh, how much am I really drinking? I'm never going to tell anyone not to drink. That's never going to be my strict because I'm never not going to have a drink. However, I don't drink every day. And if you drink every day, this is no judgment. I'm just saying, it's going to be a slower effort if you're trying to lose weight. Coupled with the fact that when you are drinking alcohol and you are in this perimenopausal stage and you know from listening to the various podcasts I've had, you know that perimenopause, it lasts about 10 to 13 years. So if, and the average age of menopause is 51 for most women. So if I am age 40 plus, Nine times out of 10, I'm going to be perimenopausal, which means when I'm perimenopausal, my hormones are getting buck wild. So I have a proclivity for belly fat. And if I'm someone who is experiencing belly fat, I might want to start to question how much am I drinking, right? And this is just me saying, okay, here are your goals here are some things that might be impeding you from hitting your goals and you have to decide how you know how strongly you are committed to hitting your goal and if this is something that you want to have a further conversation with please please you know always reach out you know i do not i do not hide now with that said the other thing as 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 you age as we all age is that the overall fluid that we have in our body starts to decrease and so you know especially um when you're over 65, you are very prone to being dehydrated because you're just the overall liquid volume in your body starts to decrease. So you need to rapidly increase that through um, hydration methods. So alcohol, we all know is a dehydrant, right? So if I'm someone who isn't really getting in all my water, I'm drinking copious cups of coffee and having beverages on top of that, I might feel a little bit more hungover, right? And the, meta- the ma- metabolism of uh, metabolization of the alcohol might take a little bit longer for it to get out of my system. So I always recommend, and like I said, I, I have an alcohol guide here. I always recommend you know, that gap, that spacer, like have the drink water, have the drink water, right? So that there isn't this just you know, alcohol, 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 there is some hydration that is taking, uh, taking place, um, or pre hydrate, if you know that you're going out, and you know that you're gonna have a couple of drinks, you know, make sure that throughout the day, you are pre hydrating, and you know, not just main lighting the, the, you know, the ice coffees. And because the alcohol um, can, alcohol can cross the blood brain barrier. And so w- with that said, it, makes our metabolism less efficient and it can really impact our brains and you know a few uh episodes ago i did a whole thing about alzheimer's and and in that episode which i found very interesting all of the kind of like if alzheimer's was the end of the road all of the varying things that led to that ultimate conclusion so it was you know um blood sugar levels, it was, uh, you know, estrogen challenges, it was fatty liver. So all these things could potentially point to Alzheimer's. And so I don't know about you. um, uh, Shonda Rhimes, you know, she did just Grace Anatomy, all the the other shows. And her big thing throughout most of the shows was Alzheimer's. And that's, you know, uh, a disease that's near and dear to my heart. And something that I'm always like, what can I do to take all the steps to prevent that. And so alcohol is definitely one of those things that can contribute to it. And studies have shown that it has a bigger alcohol has a bigger effect on our brains first before our livers. And most people think it think about it in the r- reverse direction. We think more about like liver because it's it's what we what we've heard most about. We've heard about, you know, cirrhosis of the liver, you know, for people who are alcoholics and we've heard about that, but we haven't really heard a lot about alcohol in the brain. And there's, you know, numerous studies that are going on right now. And especially given the um, perplexities and the perplexities of Alzheimer and also the fact that there are so many more people who will be, I think the stat was last though in that podcast, I think it was like one in six have a a, a chance of being uh, diagnosed with some type of related uh, memory uh, issue. So because of that, because it crosses the blood-brain barrier, it makes our cognitive functions, judgment, planning, reasoning, it impairs them greatly. You know, you know, think about the person who thinks they can drive and, you know, after a couple of drinks or they have balance, you know, better they have balance and, you know, they're kind of falling all over the place or, you know, even food. Like you're like, hey, I'm like, let's eat all the things, right? We, we just don't have the reasoning when you take, uh, when you have alcohol, the other thing, alcohol is a depressant, right? So if you are predisposed to d- depression and anxiety, it could heighten both of those, um, both of those in in you, depending on if that um, is something that you um, present with. And, you know, long-term drinking, like I said, can lead to various varying forms of um, dementia. And so, But again, the other thing, you know, um, is that as I mentioned from the other podcast, we talked about all of these like uh, varying things. So like estrogen, blood sugar um, can lead into dementia. The same thing with drinking with on our, uh, our livers, it can impact inflammation around our body. And many of us, if we are inflamed, we, you know, if you've ever known someone who is an alcoholic, um alcoholism 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 runs in my family. So I speak from experience. Um, they are very puffy, right? They are very inflamed. And so it's kind of like there's just like this extra layer of water under underneath them. And so if you're someone who feels like you're always inflamed, again, that might be something to do with looking at alcohol. I am not trying to vilify this at all. It is more about, I want you to kind of just start to, you know me, if I ask better questions, I get better answers. That's bottom line, end of story, do not pass go. The other thing that's happening over 40 is our hormones are getting wonky, right? And so we've talked about this in a variety of, of podcasts that I've thrown out there before. So because of my hormones are getting wonky, when we hit 40, we have a better propensity to have some type of heart issue. And because estrogen is a protectant and it it's and because its levels are varying so much, our heart is at risk. And so alcohol raises our blood pressure, which will increase the chance of having a stroke or a heart attack. And so alcohol impacts our ability for our heart to pump blood efficiently throughout our entire body. So we could have, you know, irregular heart um, heartbeats or potential um, heart failure. And so that's what I, real- I want us to start thinking about, like, overall, like, my health, right? My- your health is your wealth. Bottom line, end of story, Juno Pesco. And so, you know, we can look at this from a weight perspective, right? And we can look at it from an overall health perspective. So we talked about our brain. We can't live without that. We talked about our heart. We can't live without that. We talked about our liver. Eh, we can, you know, cut some things back. You know, our liver is regenerative, which is a very which is very good, um, we can cut away parts of our liver and still live a um, happy, sick, happy, fruitful life. But if you're someone who's listening here and you're th- thinking about weight, right? Alcohol, you know, and, and as I mentioned earlier in the show, you know, the, the beverage industry is like, my drink has low carbs. My drink has no sugar. My drink has the blah, blah, blah. But there's alcohol in alcohol alcohol is a toxin there are calories in alcohol and if i am eating in ex- eating or drink excuse me eating or drinking in excess of my calorie intake i will continue to gain weight and so alcohol has 7 calories per gram of alcohol in it. That's not to include if I am drinking one of these, um, you know, frothy drinks, a pina colada, an espresso martini, all of these things, all the other things that they throw in there, they add up to calorie bombs. So I think about that um, over the course, I think, think about that. And as my body is digesting the alcohol, digesting the alcohol, It's like, as soon as the alcohol is like recognized in my stomach, your body shuts down every other digestive processes just to say, we got to get rid of this, like danger, Will Robinson, we have to take care of this. It's like, if there was like a radioactive leak, that's how your body treats um, alcohol. So it's going to process the alcohol over any other nutrients that you have in your system. So if I'm having this fabulous meal with a couple glass glasses of wine, your body's like, we got to focus on that wine and we'll, we'll, we'll hang tight before we digest that, that, that protein and the, those um, vegetables. Right. And so this is where, you know, as, as we've talked about, this is why, you know, we lose the, the judgment, our hormones, why we see bellies, you know, why women could get the belly, the, the kind of the beer belly, like um, men can get. And so, as we're also drinking, most of us, we are like we said, our judgment is, is off, but it's also because leptin, it is the hormone that tells us to stop eating, right? You have leptin and ghrelin. Ghrelin is what tells you to eat. Leptin is what tells you to stop. Well, if leptin is suppressed, ghrelin is just going to be like, eat, 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 eat. And, you know, judgment's off. So it's going to be like, if it ain't nailed down, it's going in my mouth. So as I, you know, as I wrap this up there, you know, I don't want anyone to be like, oh, I can never have a, a, a drink or anything ever again. No, I wanted to paint this picture of like, okay, what happened to us over 40? But I also wanted to, you know, say that there's hope, right? There, there's something that we could do on the other side. Right now, one of the big things is that um, there are a lot of alcohol-free wines that have come out, alcohol-free um, liquors like tequila, gins, and so forth. And I've I haven't tried the liquors yet, but I have had friends who've tried the liquors, and they said they taste really great, and you can can't even tell that there is no liquor in it. Um, so uh, as I start to try more of these. I will be sharing with you. So make sure you're following me on social media. But one of the wines that I have tried and I think is fabulous um, is Shirley Wines. Um, I know. So for a lot of people it, that they're just like, is this tastes like grape juice? Absolutely. No. I've had their Sauvignon Blanc. I've had their regular rosé. I've had their sparkling rosé and it's absolutely delicious. And if you use my, um, my discount code, Kim Jefferson coach, you will save 15% off of your first order. But there's also, um, I have a couple of friends in the restaurant industry and there's a lot of, um, alcohol companies coming out with low, um, low alcohol um, beverages. There's plenty of of other liquors out there. Um, Heineken has Heineken Zero. Um, uh, The the athletic brewing company, they have um, low alcohol, alcohol alcohol-free drinks out there. So it's now becoming a thing. But if you're like, hey, girl, hey, I like my booze. I got you. I got you. So um, champagnes, right. It is, um, it's, it's, has far less sugar than wine and it can be low alcohol. Um, red wine, you know, as we talked about, it contains antioxidant, it contains resveratrol, which is another, in, in, um, enhancer, but again, be mindful of how much, um, you know, what does the ounce look like? For most people, um, the the, the pores at a restaurant about eight ounces. Um, one of the other wine companies out there is Dry Farm Wines. Um, I, I have no affiliation with them at all, but they have um, no added sugars or additives. Um, and additives are allowed by the FDA um, to be put in wines, but um, dry, fi- dry Farm Wines has, has none of that. There's also a, a wine by uh, Weight Watchers called Sensi. C-E-N-S-E. Um, again, I, I have an alcohol guide and I'll link all I'll link this in the show notes. Um, another very low uh, calorie um, alcohol is wine, um, wine, ding dong, vodka and tequila. The big thing is you just want to mix it with sparkling water or a splash of a, a, a fresh juice versus doing all the, the fruity flavors that will, you know, just make you drink a little bit more. Um, again, light beer. Um, uh, Bud has a Bud Select. Uh, Amstel has uh, a ninety-five. Uh, nine, uh, Amstel has ninety-five calories. Um, but here's the thing: you just want to stay away from mixing your drinks. Make sure you have that gap drink. You know, I'm, I'm a huge fan of having something water, having something water. You know, taking taking your time and relishing what you're having versus, you know. Uh, boozing it up, you know. As, you know, as I wrap up today's episode, I just want to import to emphasize the importance of just being mindful of alcohol. Right? I'm never. I, I like a glass of wine, love it. You know, I love me a good, you know, great, you know, um, espresso martini. I love all of that, but I also just am cognizant of my health. And you know, when I packed on those thirty pounds, I don't want to ever go back there. And so. I know that part of it was alcohol. And so, you know, I, I I do my best to stay away from it. And so I don't want anyone to just feel like I can't drink. Um, but I also want you to just think about, like, what are your goals? And what are some of the things that we can tweak, right? You know, tweaking doesn't always have to be giving up. It can just be tweaking. You know, um, I've had clients who are like, needed to have a cappuccino every day. But instead of a cappuccino, they're like, I like coffee and I'll put creamer in it versus, you know, the X number of ounces of milk that go in a cappuccino. So this is how we're we're looking at it where it's like, where's that like that that give and that take for what my uh goals are. So i hope that this discussion has shed some light on the effects of alcohol for those of you over 40 and inspired inspired you to make informed choices here that's all that i'm really looking for is that you understand i present the information and you can make a educated choice based on your situation and as always if you have any questions comments concerns do me a favor just raise your hand right i do not bite anymore i've been tamed Um, ask me, right? Screenshot this, shoot me a DM and be like, Hey girl, Hey, um, whatever the question that you might have about that. You could also, you know, if you're my Fit Girl Magic uh, Facebook group, feel free to ask the question there. You know, I am just all about how can we just do our best. That's all we can, all we can do is our best. All right, magic makers, enjoy the rest of your day. And I will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you've made it this far, yay. I'm thinking you enjoyed the show. Let's continue the conversation on Instagram. You can find me at Kim Jefferson Coach. In order for me to keep sharing this message, do me a favor and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so that you won't miss an episode. New episodes are available every Wednesday. The Fit Girl Magic Podcast is intended to provide you with tips, tools, and strategies that will help you make better decisions about your health. I really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much.